Hey friend, I'm Tawny. I'm a mid-twenties girl with a passion for ending global poverty, abolishing sex trafficking, and keeping mamas with their babies. I created the Kindred Movement so that other women who are passionate about world change can connect with artisan women and men around the world and help them support their families. We are kindred spirits with the artisans who are across the globe. They are women just like us who would like to provide for their families in a dignified way. They don't want charity, they want an opportunity. We can provide that for them by partnering together to buy and share their beautiful products and by inviting other kindred spirits to join us and create a ripple effect, a movement for change. Keep following along to learn how you can use your buying power for good. We are kindred spirits and now we are friends. Hey friends, welcome to episode two of the Kindred Movement podcast. In this week's episode, we're going to talk about Thailand, and I'm going to share two short stories from ladies from Trades of Hope's artisan group there. Centuries ago, many Hmong people migrated to South Thailand due to political unrest. Because of this, many indigenous peoples live now in the northern parts of the country, in rural villages where there is no work. Prostitution is a pressing social problem. Approximately 200,000 to 500,000 prostitutes, usually from poor rural areas, are forced to sell their bodies to help their families survive. This contributes to the approximately 440,000 Thai people living with AIDS. Education and employment opportunities for women are limited, and many women and children lack adequate health care. The artisan community that Trades of Hope partners with there, their primary focus is on restoring and empowering the strength of women in Thailand as artists and designers. This group is proud to work with a beautiful array of diversity from the Karen Hill tribe to the Thai people to the Hmong women in the mountains. One group of people they partner with is a group of women in a small town. The only viable job opportunity in this town is typically farming. Farming is hard and so many women end up moving to the city to find work and send money home. This unfortunately creates a separation of the mother from her children and family. We're so proud that this group is dedicated to helping mothers stay in their hometown and find work, giving them the ability to stay with their families and take care of their children. Another people this artisan group helps empower are the Hmong. The Hmong are an Asian ethnic group originally from South China. Due to political unrest, they migrated through China, Laos, and Burma, and many of them found their place in the remote regions of northern Thailand. While nearly a million Hmong are native to the land, they still live in remote locations, making it difficult for finding jobs. They love to practice their ancient traditions of textiles passed down through generations, and we love that we can help show their artistry to the world. In the Karen Hill tribe, a people that also resides in the mountains of remote northern Thailand, we're able to help raise funds to establish a Wi-Fi tower, brought sewing machines to these remote villages, and gifted them with a water well to make water access easier We love being able to use these resources to gift people with sustainability. This group loves working with such a wide variety of Thailand, helping so many groups of people through keeping families together, preserving historic artistry, and empowering women to be creative business owners.
First, I want to share with you the story of Sa. One of our co-founders, Chelsea, had the pleasure of meeting Sa while visiting our artisan groups in Thailand. Sa buys fabric and oversees purchasing at our Thai artisan group. This means that she visits different groups and marketplaces to find new trends and fabrics for our products. She loves that she can do something that gives her so much freedom and independence to make creative decisions. She grew up outside of the city in a small town, and she shared that many in the town had limited ideas on how a girl should act. She was blessed with parents that encouraged her to dream big and be independent. She decided to move to the city and become the main purchaser of materials for this group and loves making a difference while also being artistic. Next is the story of Oi. Our founder Chelsea visited this woman who started part of our Thai group. She grew up in a small village but left to pursue business. She ended up coming back because she was passionate about her community and wanted to give the women in her community an opportunity outside of farming. If they don't end up farming, many women in her village leave their homes, sometimes without their families, to go to work in big cities and to send the money back. She shared that she loved that she can give a creative opportunity to these women while they're able to stay home with their families. We did an interview with her and she was so proud to do it in her office area. She was an amazing and an intelligent businesswoman, and her workshop is run immaculately. She had an incredible system that Chelsea really admired and was picking her brain about. Weren't those two beautiful stories of hope? If you'd like to hear more stories like this, be sure to subscribe to the Kindred Movement podcast. I just wanted to share a couple of my thoughts that I had when learning about this artisan group and about these two artisan stories. So two years ago, I believe when I went to a Trades of Hope national conference, I learned a bit more about this Thailand group and my mind was blown because they talk about the women leaving the villages because there's not a lot of opportunities or only backbreaking work like farming, which is obviously better suited to men usually. Um, and they said that when you go to these villages, you'll see that there literally are barely any moms around. So it's all these kids running around, you know, at, any, at every age because their mom is in the city sending money back. So some of these kids have a mom that loves them and wants them, but like never gets to really see them. A lot of them will leave and go to the city and say, I'll come back and visit one day. But they don't end up ever getting enough money to be able to come back and visit because they need to work to send money back to provide for their families. So that just blew my mind. Could you imagine visiting a village and there's no moms around, there's kids just wandering around doing whatever. Obviously that's opening up girls to the, and even boys to the problem that could be, you know, human trafficking. Um, kids could definitely get tricked into it that way. And just, can you imagine like kids not learning values from their moms or even they say, you know, it takes a village to raise a child. But imagine all the dads are busy working, all the moms are away. These kids are basically raising themselves. There's not even like mother figures really in the village raising them. So that's just crazy to me, something crazy to think about and why this group is so important and why shopping fair trade is so important. So you can take action today and help create more stories of hope like this by shopping with me. 
You can head to kindredmovement.com to shop, to learn more about hosting an empowerment event with me, and even joining me maybe in this movement. So please rate and share this podcast so others can hear the beautiful stories of hope and head over to my Instagram account and give me a follow. I am at tawny.austin. I would love to connect with you there and to chat more about this. Thank you so much for tuning in today and I hope you have a great rest of your day. See you next week.